Speak the Word Ministry invites you to the Virginia Beach Revival, coming to Virginia Beach, Virginia, April 19th through the 25th. And you're invited. Virginia Beach Tent Revival, featuring Pastor Joanne Ramsey, Pastor Gene Bailey, Pastor Larry Reese, Pastor Tim Reeves, Pastors Chris and Sheila Mitchell, Pastor Brian Fowler, plus worship music from Amy Bales and Michelle Littman. Just visit speakthewordministry.net for more details. Experience the hand of God. Bring the sick, hurting, and unsaved. Let Him deliver you from any and all afflictions. Witness God's hope and healing power. Virginia Beach Tent Revival, a life-changing experience with the Holy Spirit. Coming to Virginia Beach, Virginia, April 19th through the 25th. For more information, go to speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. The following program is brought to you by Speak the Word Ministries. For God's Word brings life to those that find them and healing to the whole body. It's through the Word that you can rest assured that it is His will to heal you. Speak the Word. Welcome to Speak the Word with author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey. Speak the Word Ministries is called to train up God's children to be soldiers of Jesus Christ. Speak the Word. Speak the Word. God's Word. Speak, speak, speak God's Word. We invite you to visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe with a message titled, God's Word is Your Protection Plan. Speak the Word. The Lord impressed upon me to speak and to put you in remembrance of His Word and in His promises, because this is what He tells us to do in Isaiah 43, 26. He says, put me in remembrance of my Word that I can plead your case with you. And I don't know of any better time than we can put God in remembrance of His Word right now, and not only put Him in remembrance of His Word right now, but stand on that Word. Stand on that Word. Don't just read a little bit of it, but stand on it. And to remind you also that we're still serving the same God today, that God has not changed. In Hebrews 13, 6 and 8 says, We can confidently say that the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? And verse 8 says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And beloved, I do not stand here, like I said before, and minimize the seriousness of what is going around happening in the world and in America. I just want to change your focus. That, that's my point today, is to change your focus. Our focus should be on our God. It should be on our Creator and our believer. And we have to understand that there is power, power in the name of Jesus. And this virus, like anything else, has to bow its knee in the name of Jesus. If you want to look those scriptures up, you'll find them in Philippians 2, verses 10 and 11, and Romans 14. The Lord reminded me also that Satan cannot create anything new. He, in, he informed me that he is an imitator of what God has already done. This pandemic was created by Satan to bring death, confusion, and fear, and primarily to turn us against each other. As a matter of fact, I was watching on Facebook this morning where this person was filmed outside of his garage, where immediately in February when this thing started turning about, where he had gone to Walmart and uh, all these other stores and gathered up all of these supplies, you know, um, cleaning supplies, the hand sanitizer. His garage was packed full, and he was trying to sell it, but apparently um, Amazon and eBay pulled him off, and so now he's stuck with a garage full of stuff. And, and it, it, it's really a shame. 
that the people are trying to make money off of what's going on. But this is something that is not new. This is something that happens periodically. People always try. They're always trying to make money off of it. And this really saddens me. But you know, a pandemic is, in case you don't know, it's a disease that is widespread over the whole world, the country. It's an epidemic over a large area. And what you might not know is that Satan is just standing back watching as we destroy one another. And I want you to listen to this, saints. The Lord impressed upon me that the people are keeping this fire and the fear going on through their selfishness and their greed. And that was a really great example of, of selfishness and greed when I saw this picture with the garage filled full of sanitizer and cleaning supplies that other people need to survive. And they're out there hoarding it and making a, a, tr trying to make a dollar on it. And the, word, uh, and the words they continue to give life to, this is another thing that the Lord, not only their selfishness and greed, but the words that people continue to give life to, most are not even aware of the power that they have in their tongues. This is my ministry. It's called Speak the Word Ministry. And the Lord has instructed me over the years the importance of the words coming out of our mouth, the power that's in our words. It's the same power that was in God's Word. God, He spoke this creation into existence through the Word. And we are created in His image and His likeness. And so we need to speak these things into existence. We need to be calling those things as, as I will speak on in a little bit, though that be not as though they are not, stop speaking death. We should stop speaking death. We need to speak life. We have the government. We have false prophets. We have the media. We have pastors and people speaking doom over us. And let me say, a few words here on prophecy. Prophecy, exactly what prophecy is, is speaking words. And I want you to notice something very important about prophesying. Your gift of prophecy is based on speaking, speaking words. I think it is pertinent to say that in the last days, men and women will be speaking inspired words, according to Joel 2.28 in a New King James. It says, And it shall come to pass after that, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And whether you realize it or not, you are essentially speaking words inspired by the Holy Spirit when you repeat or talk about the word given by a true prophet. And I put that in for emphasis, true prophets. The word and the spirit, they always agree. The word of God and the spirit always agree. And this is one way that you can tell if someone is prophesying is coming from a false prophet. The true manifestation of prophecy will always agree with God's Word. The simple manifestation of the gift of prophecy deals especially with the effect, force, significance, and power of words. So saints, I plead with you, please do not lend your voice to prophesy words inspired of evil and repeat what some news reporter is saying or some false prophets. Know this, the government can order you to stay in your home but they have no control over your mouth. Only you can control your words. Are you hearing me? In 1 Peter 3.10, it says, For whoever would love life and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from deceitful speech. And there are some false prophets of doom speaking words of death to our nation. Yes, there are things that need to be changed, but by speaking, you are calling those things, according to Romans 4, 17, every time you speak about the horrible things that are going on in the United States and other countries, you are confirming what already exists. 
Do you want to confirm that? My question to you to this afternoon is, do you want to confirm that? Or do you want to call things that are not as though they are until they manifest? It seems to me that all of a sudden we have prophets and prophets coming out of the woodwork. Everybody's got a word. Well, I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, the only word that is worth anything is coming out of the Bible. This is the only thing that you're going to get a true word from. You know, you can turn on your Facebook, your iPad, anything, and you've got everybody prophesying. Everybody's got a word. Praise the Lord. Now we have this thing called social distancing. We know that that it's not of God. God is all about touching. God is all about embracing. He's about his people coming together. It seems that the government is causing more fear by some of their predictions, which is actually paralyzing some people. I taught a message a few weeks ago about heaven and hell act on your words. And saints, they both do. Let me remind you that heaven and hell, in other words, the Bible says that God has his, that he hearkens to his word to bring it about. He also says he has his angels standing by to hearken to his word to bring it about. But we also have to understand that there are demonic spirits that they are, they are active and they're standing by to perform your words. So when you're speaking words of death and unbelief and doubt, then the enemy are spreading those words. And whether you realize it or not, those words are going out into the atmosphere and they're creating what you speak. But on the other hand, if you speak life, then God is active and alert to perform his word. And he also says that he will send forth his word. It will go where he sends it. It will prosper the things which to he sends it. And he says, it will not return unto me void. And he said, I even have my angels standing by to hearken to my word and hasten. He said to hasten to bring it about. Fear is the reverse gear of faith. Fear is produced by believing the wrong things. And we have had so much. I know that there's some truth in some of the things that the news media is saying, but I've noticed that even in the tone or their voices, I don't normally watch the news or read newspapers because the Lord impressed upon me 25 years ago that it would affect my faith, it would affect my ministry, and I, I, then I should not watch it, and so I don't. But I, I, I do not have my head buried in the sand. My husband tells me things, and I see a few things here and there, but... I hear a word here and there, but I do not sit there and watch it. And I, I never turn it to a, I never buy a newspaper. I never turn my TV there. Uh, people just sit there. I have family members that, that, I mean, they just sit there and feed on it, feed on it. But today gets you to change your focus and to use this downtime that I know you're still having to work at home, but also you have, you had take breaks and, and there's times that you can uh, use this time to spend more time in the Word and more time encouraging people and lifting people up and reaching out and serving people. The Lord Jesus says the way you serve Him is by serving others. So we need to be concerned about each other instead of trying to tear each other apart. Fear is produced, by, as I, as I said, by believing the wrong things. Fear is faith in the enemy's abilities rather than God's. Satan's words produces fear. They always do, but not God's word. God's word always produces peace and calm. The Lord brought this scripture to me in my prayer time and many more scriptures that I'm going to read as we go along. But I wanted to read this to you. He gave me um, in uh, 2 Chronicles, um, uh, if you have your Bibles with you today, 
Uh, we're going to read uh, some verses in Second Chronicles 20, verses 1 through 12. As a matter of fact, verses 2, it says, Messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, A vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. He says, They are already at Hazazon Tamar. Verse 3 said, Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. You know, and so we, we haven't done that. Some people have been fasting. Some people have been praying. But most of them are running to the stores to make sure they get the hand sanitizer, get the toilet paper. And I must say that just about as many Christians are doing it as anybody else, as the non-believers. This day and the time that we live in, sometimes it's hard to detail the Christian, the believers, from the non-believers because we all are acting the same way. We have to have our faith. We have to act our faith. I, I will tell you, I'm not afraid. I really am not fearful. My husband says he's not fearful. He does what he needs to do to take action um, to help protect his employees at his company. He sent them home with iPads. He kept some there to shop. He has to keep. But you minimize. You do what you can, and 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 keep and do as the as the people that are in authority over you ask you to do. And that's what we are. We and I think one of the things in America and other countries usually when people speak, whether it's in North Korea or some of the other countries, people generally will listen because they're used to, uh, they're not used to being um, arrogant and rebellious. They usually listen. Here in the United States, the people are used to doing their own thing, and especially our young people. And, and let me stop and say this too. We really need to pray for our young people because our young people think that they're invincible. But nobody's invincible. As a matter of fact, I understand that they diagnosed a baby yesterday with it. Nobody is invincible when the enemy is on the prowl. He is not particular about who he takes down. He, he just does not. So it, it, really, it really doesn't matter. But we need to pray for them. They do not realize that even though they might think they're invincible, that I don't think they've taken into consideration because all they can think about are themselves and their self-pleasures, which is what Second Timothy one uh, chapter three tells you. In the end days, this is what they do: they're uh, they're, they're only concerned about their own self, their own pleasures, and what's going on. But they don't recognize that when they're out doing the things that they're doing, that um, they can be contaminated, and they take it to their parents and to their grandparents and other people around them. So whether they're where, where they where maybe they think they may not get it, they can give it to somebody else. They just need to use caution. We need to keep those young people. When I mean, everybody lifts up in prayer, but especially right now, our young people, and ask the Lord just give them some wisdom, give them some clarity, give them some just wake them up. They need to be awake. Anyway, he said he was terrified by the news. When when we we were terrified by the news, we felt really bad about China. But now. It's spread in other countries and over into the United States. So it's gotten closer to our home. And so now we're becoming more concerned, and especially in some areas, as they call hot spots, are being hit harder than others. And they just really need to be lifted up in prayer. He said here in verse 4, he says, So people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new uh, courtyard at the temple that he prayed, O Lord, God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. He says, you are powerful and mighty and no one can stand against you. You know, folks, that hasn't changed. God said, if I be for you, who can be against you? 
So that, that nothing has changed there. He said, Oh, our God, did you not drive out those who lived in uh, this land when your people Israel arrived? And did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Your people settled here and built this temple to honor your name. They said, Whenever we are faced with any calamity, such as war, plague, which we got with a plague right now, or famine, and they say we're headed toward that, we can come to stand in your presence before the temple where your name is honored. We can cry out to you to save us, and you will hear us, and you will rescue us. And I'm saying today, if we cry out to God, God said, if you'll cry out to me, he says, I will answer you. If you'll put all this other stuff aside, all these other idols that you've been worshiping, and just cry out to God, God said, I will hear your cry. And he said, I will rescue you. He said, my arm is not so short that I can't reach down, he says, and touch you. And I'm going to skip on down to verse 12. It says, Oh, our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking for you for help. We do not know what to do, brothers and sisters. We don't know what to do except to look to God. And really, He should not be our last resort. He should be our first resort. He should be the first one that we turn to and not the last some people say, well, I've done everything I can to do now. I, the only thing I've, I've done everything but pray. And really, that should be the first thing. That should be the number first thing. It says, as all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives and children, it says, the Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name was Jehazel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaniah, and son of Jael. He said, listen. All you people of Judah and Jerusalem, listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but it's God's. And this is what the title of my message was today, that God's word is your protection. That's your protection plan. It is not your battle, no more than it was Jehoshaphat's battle. Neither is it our battle. It's God's battle. He did not break, and, and regardless of what some media might say or some prophets or pastors or whatever, and I find that some of them are just speaking as, just as much of doom, God did not bring this on us. When God decides to bring a wrath on the world, you're going to know it. And he did not, he's not going to pick certain groups and bring it on them more. God doesn't work that way. And, and it goes against what the Word says. He says, tomorrow... March out against them. You will find them coming up through the, uh, through the accent of the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not even need to fight. God says here, we don't need to fight, saints. He says, take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. I say today, O people of America, O people of all the other surrounding countries, our, our allies, God is with them too. God is with us too. And we don't have to be afraid. It's not our battle. He says, but do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow for the Lord is with you. And he says, and then King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground. And all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites from the clans of Kahath and Korah stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud thing. And I'm going to move on down to 24. But you know what they did? They did not gather up their arms. Have we understand, and the Bible says, our war is not with flesh and blood. It's not a carnal war. This is a spiritual war. 
they did not show up with grenades and rifles and tanks. But God had them to go gather up their praise team. And he sent that praise team out. He told them to send the praise team out. And, and so when the praise team went out, by the time they got there, God had brought the two groups, all the, all the enemies, all the enemies that was coming against Jehoshaphat, all of them had come against, and he caused them all to slaughter one another. So by the time Jehoshaphat and his praise team got there, all they could see, as far as I could see, was dead bodies. And it says that not one enemy escaped. And not only that, they went in there, brothers and sisters, and they collected all their goods. It, they said they, there were so many goods, it took them three days to gather up all the goods. Not only did the enemy defeat them, but he blessed them with all of the spoils, which was their goods. Friends, how can God fight for you? He can fight for you, one, by realizing the battle is not yours, but it's God's. He's the same God now, as I said before in Hebrews 13, 8. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. He changes not. He's not changed at all. So he's the same God serving us and protecting us as he was with Jehoshaphat. All Jehoshaphat had to do was when he, when he got the news, he immediately called on the Lord. And what else? He immediately started putting God in remembrance of what God had promised him. And after he prayed, put God in remembrance of what he promised him, then the Lord, the Holy Spirit came upon this one person and the Lord gave him a, a word for the people. And let me say, they are true prophets in the world. They are true prophetess. There's people that speak, hear from God. We all hear from God if we listen. We might, might not be all prophets, but we all hear from the Lord. But there's some that he does speak through. But you can tell if they are true, if it lines up with the word of God, because the word will always line up with what's being said. If it doesn't line up, then it's not a him. Number two, you can do it by recognizing human limitations. We all are limited in the things that we can do. And allowing God's strength to work through your fears and your weaknesses. Let God's strength. He says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Don't let the enemy steal your joy. Three, by asking God for help in your daily battles. Every day we're going through battles. We're battling because we don't know uh, we never have known from one day to the next what the next day brings. But I think it's finally come home to us that we really don't know what the next day brings. We don't know. We know where we are today, but we don't know where we're going to be tomorrow. We can't do anything except through the power of God, but God works through us. And, and if you are willing to listen and to receive it, you can have it. Speak the word to your body. Speak the word to your mind. Speak the word to every circumstance that mountain can't stand. This has been Speak the Word, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Joanne Ramsey. We're glad you've joined us for today's message. Speak the Word is made possible by support from listeners like you. If you'd like to hear more from Speak the Word, visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. There, you can also learn more about Pastor Joe, purchase audio CDs or DVDs, and watch and listen to other radio messages from Pastor Joe. Again, just go to speakthewordministry.net. Pastor Joe will be right back with a closing word. But first, we're excited to tell you about Pastor Joe's book titled, God, Are You Listening? I Need Help. 
In this book, Pastor Joe will help you develop a prayer life that delights the heart of God and moves Him to act on your behalf. God, Are You Listening? I Need Help by Pastor Joanne Ramsey. If you'd like a copy, just ask for it when you include a donation of $10 or more. Write to us at Speak the Word Ministries, P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23450. Or make a tax-deductible donation to Speak the Word Ministries with your debit or credit card at 855-505-2297. That's 855-505-2297. Pastor Joe and her team also welcomes your emails, and we'd be happy to pray for you. Our email address is speakthewordministry at cox.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe with a final word. Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Joe. And I want to let you know again just how special you are and how much you mean to me and this ministry. And saints, I would also like to take this opportunity to ask you to pray about becoming a partner with Speak the Word Ministry. If you're being blessed or fed by this ministry, I pray you will consider sowing into this ministry. Also remember, if you'd like to have one of my CDs and you don't have the funds for it, it doesn't matter. You just call me and I'll be happy to send it to you free of charge. Remember, too, that you can go over to my website, joanneramsey.com, and you can download any of my prayers or messages free of charge. The main thing is, I don't want you to ever be without God's Word, okay? Praise God. And remember, saints, there is power in the spoken Word of God. From Pastor Joe and all of us at Speak the Word Ministries, we're glad you've joined us today. Once again, thanks for listening. Join us next time on Speak the Word. Speak the Word to every circumstance That mountain can't stand Against the Word, the Word of God Against the Word